know if you heard that. Jamie Lett, this is Wisdom in Golf and Golf's Perfect Imperfections. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Did, did you Were you able to hear that music there, Jamie? No, he wouldn't have been able to. The intro? No, he wouldn't I, have been able to. No, I couldn't hear the intro. Right? Oh, that's too bad, man. Tom did such a good job. <laughs> you're going to have to listen in on the. Did you hear the? Did you hear the music on the last one? Yeah, oh yeah, the, the, the new music, awesome. Yeah, good. Yeah, I'm glad. I mean, you and you and Tom Erba would would just absolutely hit it off. The guy, that guy's an incredible composer, and um, I was just talking to uh, Edouard Montaz, our buddy Edouard from France. That guy mm-hmm. is a heck of a pianist or pianist. Pianist. Wow. I have no it's idea. It's a pianist. Yes, he's a heck of a pianist. And uh, I think uh, you guys would ham it up unbelievably well. Yeah. So next time, uh, next time he's in town, uh, we uh, we're we're gonna we're gonna head down to Alabama and uh, join join the the um, what is it the what's your, what's the name of your band? The Laborers. The Laborers. Yeah. <laughs> Good old boys. Yeah. Oh man, that was that was such a blast. So I already miss you, man. That was uh, that was quite the the week that we were able to spend together. We got uh, we got a chance to play a couple of rounds together, and um, really enjoyed uh, the new Silver Lakes. And um, you know, he just sent me he sent me a couple of pictures at sunset yesterday of oh, Silver nice. Lakes. Man, it's just gorgeous over there. The rolling hills of Alabama. They're very very charming. Very easy to fall in love with. So uh, yeah, what's going? Likes is, is incredible. So what's been going on lately, there, Jamie? Oh, not much. Just uh, you know, kind of the same same things. I'm still just uh, you know working on my game a little bit, and you know, just uh, teaching the students, passing the wisdom along. The um, I went. I I, I remember. Um, I just sent you a text wondering how you did on that uh, on that last event, and. You didn't even play a practice round for that thing. So what is it? No, it was. Uh, that was a sight unseen kind of golf course for it you. Was a, it was a sight unseen, and and probably was that was probably not the best idea. I guess I don't know. <laughs> but I was thinking, well, you know, I kind of looked at it online and just thought, you know, I could get along okay. But yeah, it was a couple of tee shots where I hit driver and probably shouldn't have, and actually hit one and just. You know, a good tee shot. We get down there and never found my ball. And um, you know, so there's a shot here, a shot there. There was some. This is it's a it's a tricky little course. They used to play a PGA Tour event there. It's called the uh, Grand National, the Lakes Course in Auburn or okay. in Opelika, Alabama. And they played the Barbershaw Championship there on that on that golf course. It's wow. a really good golf course. But yeah, it was uh, it was good. I mean, it was good. I, I've I played really good. Like I was telling you, I I felt good when it was over. I I stuck to the plan very well. Hit a bunch of really good shots. Uh, yeah, you had a couple of benchmark shots, couple of kick in birdies. Yeah. Uh, and shot what? Yeah. You just won over for the for the day. Yeah, I mean, just a, won over. I had, had six birdies, but I just had some, you know, some others in there that kind of threw me off. Just, track, yeah, that but, kills me, man. <laughs> that absolutely yeah. kills me. Just sight unseen, six birdies, and uh, but you know, you, you you get nailed on the on the holes that you can't. You don't know where to go, so this is a, a golf course that the PGA Tour plays at, and typically it's good to have a caddy with all the notes and know all the pin positions and know how the greens break and all that. But you had none of that, 
and you shot nice. one over par, which you know Pretty you probably you, you probably would have beat several guys of the PGA Tour on on that course that day. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it was a good day. I, I, it was one of those weird days when because all week I had been with you, obviously, and I was. I was starting to trend in the right direction. I felt pretty mm-hmm. good about my game. So I, I really, I guess I took for granted. I just thought I would show up and play really good, <laughs> which I did. I mean, again, I did. I'm not, you know, it was no big deal. I shot one over, but I promise you I didn't go to the range afterward and try to figure out what was wrong with me. You know, I, it was, everything's fine. I just, on, on to the next one, uh, I, I had a bunch of good shots and a bunch of the benchmark shots. That's why I, that's why I, that really hit home last week. We talked about that uh, with some of the students and in the clinic also, like, you know, you find that benchmark. And that was probably one of the better rounds, you know, ball striking I had. I had a couple of bad ones, but you know, overall, I mean, man, it was good. I, you know, you can't complain. Well, I mean, if you're standing on the tee and you don't know exactly where to put the ball and what the strategy is, it's hard to put a good swing on it, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. Vir- virtually impossible because there's no clarity there. But you get mm-hmm. to another hole and you go, wow, that's a nice hole. I, I know exactly. There's my yardage. Boom. And and then you got to tap in birdie. So, yeah. I mean, when I did the, the analysis on your swing, I mean, you know, I'm watching you swing and I'm going, okay, then, you know, it looks, it looks so efficient. It's like, it almost boring, Jamie, watching you hit balls, man. I mean, you know what I mean? <laughs> It's like crazy. Like in the best way possible. In you the mean? best way possible, yeah. Because sure. I mean, because yeah. uh, you know, afterwards, I I did the video analysis, and you saw the the analysis on the. I mean, I I just couldn't find anything wrong with it. There's nothing, zero wrong with that golf swing, and everything is right about it. I mean, you just can't get. You couldn't buy a better golf swing today. That's the 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 Mercedes Cadillac BMW whatever your choice is. That is your golf swing. And uh, if anybody still, you know, hasn't seen the videos that we posted for for Jamie, go to our our homepage on YouTube at Wisdom and Golf or Sean Clements Wisdom and Golf, and uh, and check them out because I mean, and, and if you're anywhere driving distance from Jamie Lett, who's in Oxford, Alabama, at the Cider Ridge Golf Club, nice little apple. And uh, that's Apple Country there, and uh, in, te- in in not in Tennessee, but in the, in Alabama, and uh, you just you will be doing yourself the greatest service. Um, I had a, one of the coolest uh, students that came to see me last week. His name is Dexter, and um, one one of the more. Um, intelligent, deep thinkers that I've met in a long, long time, you know? And in, <laughs> we were talking about how our way of playing, because he's been watching our stuff for a while now, and, and, and when we got, you know, when he came over, it just confirmed a whole bunch of, you know, it just snowballed him in, in the proper direction because he had basically gone to all the top teachers in the U.S. Right. And... um chasing his tail on, you know, the positional stuff for the longest time. And now it, we boil it down, right, Jamie? And it's, you boil it down. It's, it's pure meditation. And, yeah. I mean, the definition of meditation is putting your spotlight on a specific focus. And if your mind, when, when your mind wanders, because it always does, 
you know how to catch it in the act and reel it back into what you want to do. And um, so you like painting grass in the direction of your target. I like sending grass clippings in the direction of my target. Sav, what do you like doing? Mm, the heavy throw. The heavy throw. Mm-hmm. And she just came back with, with, from, with move from Utah where they both had benchmarks. Talking about benchmarks, Jamie. So Sav has one at 327. And Moo has one at 397. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're both on the verge of, uh, you know, the 330 mark is is an important mark for the women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's an important mark. Mm -hmm. And, um, and the 400 mark, of course, for the guys. It's that's that's a we nice. We came both three yards short. <laughs> three <laughs> yards short of those, yeah. But you made top six. Yeah, I tied for six. And Moo, that's the first time Moo made it to the afternoon sessions. Yeah, that was. Uh, I hit a wall, but it was fun to be able to experience that competition. You no know, kidding. Yeah, it was. You can see that uh, it dials up a, a little bit more. You know, and then you. St- How many balls did you hit that day? Uh, not counting the range. It was 74 balls. so like 74 the, balls at full-out tilt. Yeah, full-out tilt. So those are the balls that are in competition. Then the ones that you would hit on the range to warm up and stuff adds up probably to about 150 to 200 balls. Because, you know, you, you take like three buckets. <laughs> no, it I'm was sorry, crazy. Yeah. The day, the day we were up at 645, he started hitting at 9. We were there an hour early for his warm-up. And he didn't. Then he took a break. They started back up at like four o'clock for his afternoon session. So we were like on the go all day until like six p.m. Six forty. Yeah, that's incredible. It was a long day for the guys. That I mean, your your stamina has to be on the ball. Yeah, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Yeah, for me, I think it was uh, focus that threw me off. Yeah, physically, I was fine. It's, it's just mental stamina. Yeah, the yeah. mental stam- the mental stamina was definitely fatigued because I just. Didn't realize how much more I need to push, you know, kind of dig deep, right? Until I saw the other guys and like, okay, this is where it's got to, this is where the benchmark needs to be at, right? Yeah. Because so his morning session, I could tell the difference between the morning and the afternoon. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So the and mental aspect of it was something I just wasn't familiar with. Now I know what, what it's going to be mm-hmm. needed of me. So. so we just, we just learned there wasn't, another, wow. There wasn't yeah. as much like pizzazz in his swing. Right. Um, in the afternoon. And, you know, this, I mean, it, it is the first time. And it, it, look about it this. Look at it this way. You see Scotty Scheffler, what happened to him? Mm-hmm. They come back from Saturday and they had to play from, was it the 14th hole on, Jamie? I think it was 14. Yeah. Yep. So, yep. so he plays 14 through 18 in like four under par. And all of a sudden he's six shots ahead. Mm-hmm. And loses by one to Rory. Mm-hmm. So they come in in the morning to do that, fresh as a daisy. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they have to wait. Yeah, and then they wait, and then gee, it's incredible how the human machine changes in that amount of time. Oh, it's it's crazy. Like I've even experienced that, where like you have like a rain delay or something, and then yep. you get back out, and you're like. Oh. The momentum—it's a huge momentum cha- changer yeah. mm-hmm. in in a big way, and it's like I think 
you know, that's that's a, a huge part of the competition right there, right, Moo? So, yeah. so that you had your morning session, you finished at what time? Uh, we finished 10:30. at like 10.30. So, we're like so between 10.30 to 4 o'clock. You got to get some food. Yeah. Um, and then you got you to gotta relax. And then you got to start the machine back up. Yeah. Hit some more balls. Get warmed up again. Mm-hmm. And then I think, Sav, where it happened, because you guys... You were supposed to start at two. Right, because they did top 24. So there's eight guys from each of the morning groups yep. who went through. and But then they said, okay, we're starting back up at two, but they didn't know how to seed everybody until that last group was done. So we didn't know if he was going to be the first group or the, the second. first group or the second group. So Because they split the top 24 into two groups of 12. Wow. And they had to do a round robin for each of those. And he was ended up in the second group. So he had already been warming up for like forty five minutes, and then I had to stop again, and then yeah. rewarm, and then rewarm up again. So like I was, I hit a wall yeah. mentally, and yeah. then yeah, yeah, so. exactly. I mean, you, those are the kinds of things that you can't foresee. No, yeah, you kind of have to learn from experience, hard lessons. But I, 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 I value that lesson because it. It's like it, when it, you're it, in for the day, yeah. you got to be ready for anything, and mm-hmm. and you got to be ready to turn it on. Like yeah, yeah, it, for that day. It took me like to my fourth set to turn it on. That's when I started to say three ninety seven. I'm like, okay, this is how much I need to, you know, squat more yeah. and put like the effort. That's doesn't have to change. It's just the you know using the, the legs to throw. You yeah, remember just, that lesson. Yeah, right? just using more legs, which obviously um, needs more you know training in terms of timing and yep and uh, getting the right tempo with it because it's very delicate. Like there's a fine line when once you get that rhythm going. Oh, absolutely. You yeah. can't be thinking about your legs. I mean, that'll, yeah. that'll send you for an absolute loop. But yeah. there's a way that we're going to uh, get you to, you know, use the gym, use a sledgehammer. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're, we're going to be using the legs to, to throw a lot of stuff. Yeah, I like the uh, throwing the clubs in the back of the range that we, like, really, yes. really going into it. Like, rushing, yes. like, a, like a, a Cappy Gilmore like this stuff. Well, and, and that's that's the next thing we're going to do, Jamie, is um, like I, I'm I'm really getting into a Happy Gilmore throwing mode right now that I, you know, when I show my students. Yeah. And I'm throwing it to that first red post consistently. Right. So basically my, my, my club throw is 65 yards easily. Right. And I made it to 70 yards easily. Uh, yeah, seven times three, 21. There you go. So I made it to 70 yards with my throw, which is a Guinness record, mm-hmm. unofficial. Yeah. So I, we got to figure out how do we get, you know, the Guinness people to come and measure. That's right. Yeah, right? we're going to need that. And, and I'm pretty sure that if, if I'm throwing at 70 yards, mm-hmm. you're going to be throwing it further. Probably. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No offense. I, I, you know, I, I kind of have a hunch there, Jamie. You know, it's a little prediction. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, you know, when I first, when we first, uh, when we, first, you know, Moo started playing golf, he's saying, ah, I'm going to keep Sav company on the golf course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? That was his goal. I'm just yeah. going to keep, I'm just going to, you know, hang with Sav, which, mm-hmm. which of course is a great thing to do. Mm-hmm. And then all mm-hmm. of a sudden, yeah, he gets a hold of a couple of five irons. I remember that five iron you hit on hole number four and flew the green and the, 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 you had to, you had to hit that about 210 to fly the green. I'm going. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's like that's like my best five iron you just hit there. Yeah, and so it went from that to 
we started to, and if, you, if you're on the premium channel, you go to our, uh, it's called turbocharged lead hand release and turbocharged trail hand release. That's when Moo started to learn how to use his legs to throw. That was the, that was scratching the surface. Yeah, that's right. That took you from a 210 yard five iron to a 250 yard five iron. Yeah. That's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then the rest is history. Yeah. Right now, and now we find ourselves at uh, 400 yard drives. Yeah, it's pretty fun to experience that yeah. and witness that. It is. Right. Yeah. I mean, that must have like been amazing mm-hmm. to to see. Mm-hmm. You know. And the when when I was watching the scoreboard mm. in his morning group to see if he like was on the bubble, was he in the bubble, was he out of the bubble? Because they have the names in green. Yeah. And uh, it was the last group um, of the, like, the the morning group. And uh, there was one guy behind Moo, like, below him on the standings. Yeah. He had to come first. He had to come first in his group to... To advance. To advance. And he came fourth. Ooh. And so Moo made it through. But I was, like, I was doing so many calculations in my head. I was trying to figure out which guys were hitting. Are they below him on the standings? Like, yeah, I was yeah, doing yeah. all the math. And then I was, and then I realized that. Uh, Moo made it through. Yeah. I literally started well, crying. It's Moo's birthday today. It is. Oh, yeah. That's right. Happy birthday, Moo. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. 28. Yeah. 28. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> Thanks, Jamie. Appreciate that. Jamie, I have a question. Yeah. Um. So since we've been talking about the whole like momentum change and how to kind of overcome that mentally, have you ever experienced moments in tournaments where you've had really great momentum and then for some reason there was a delay or whatever and you had to kind of like get through that? Were you able to get through it? How did you get through it? Say that you, you you broke up just a little bit. I couldn't hear the one part. I just heard something tournament, and I couldn't I couldn't hear the last oh, part. Like um, if you Sorry. like when we we're talking about momentum switches in competition, have you ever experienced one of those moments where you kind of have a lot of momentum going, and then for some reason there's a delay or whatnot? How do you kind of overcome those mentally? You tell me, like the uh, you said, I still can't hear you. Like a like a weather, a weather delay, Jamie. Yeah. That would that would change. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah. Especially like, and, and I was just thinking that when y'all were telling us about the uh, the weather delay, and it's it's kind of it's sort of like what I equivalent to a one day like a Monday qualifier. You have one shootout basically. It's eighteen hole shootout, and then here in our section we have a lot of one day shootouts, eighteen holes, and that's kind of like your long drive. I mean, you you got to do it that one day. And then when something comes in and say, you know, you're you're there to start at eight o'clock, and all of a sudden, um, you know, it rains and you can't start for an hour and a half, or you're right in the middle of the round and it happens and you have to come back out two hours later. Yeah, it's a, it, it's the hardest thing to do. I mean, it, it's the hardest thing to do. Uh, I mean, physically, you know, that's one thing you can always overcome that, but but the mental side of it is, is the hardest thing to overcome because. But I think it's it it comes back to being prepared that it may happen. I always think it's going to happen every time. It's just like, I, I kind of like prepare myself for, cause I'm in Alabama and the weather, you, if it's not raining now, just wait a minute and it will be. And we'll be. <laughs> that's kind of, that's kind of how it works. Right. So I kind of, I kind of think, and I think it, it works good. This would work for anybody anywhere. It's, um, you know, kind of expect something might happen in a way, in a sense, like you're, you're still prepared, but you got, you got to be very adaptable. 
and like uh, uh, one of the best qualities for being a competitive player or a long drive like you guys is you know learning how to really master adaptability mm-hmm. you know because you don't know what might happen i mean the wind changes you know this this and this and it's the guy that can adjust to that that adapts the fastest they're the ones that's going to win i mean it's it's you know i, I think that's what i've learned over the over the years it's it's amazing, just like Scotty Scheffler, he didn't adapt as well as Roy McIlroy did, right? In that situation, you know, and he kind of went backwards. Does that make sense? Does that sort of answer? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, yeah it's it's kind of almost like it's kind of almost how we pre-play our shots and you know and see the flight plan now. It's like I'm prepared, you know, I'm prepared for it. I'm, I'm into it, but I'm also at the same time, if it happens, I don't have to redirect myself right back to it. And I think it's a skill in itself. I mean, it really is. It's uh Especially if you play enough tournament golf, you're going to get used to those situations, and the more it happens, the better you get at it, of course. But I kind of prepare for it all the time. It's just like one of those things you want to check off. I, anybody that plays tournament golf, mm-hmm. that's a great – I mean, that's a great point. I mean, a, an amazing point because um, I think that uh, – I've witnessed it over the years. I mean, it's a, it's a huge – I've seen guys – I've been playing with a guy before, leading the tournament. Kind of not, not obviously not on the same level Scotty said he was leading the tournament by two shots and we had a two and a half hour rain delay this was last year I was leading after the first day he was one shot behind me we played seven holes he was one shot ahead of me we come back out and I think he bogeyed four holes in a row mm-hmm. you know and it just because he just he, he, he just it just threw him for a loop oh I was on such a good run and, and now this weather delay you know and he went all negative and you know, and, that, and that's what happens. You come out, you can't, it's hard to reset that once you go down that path. Yeah, definitely. And I think well, the ability to not overthink things also, just be able to like go with the flow and adapt, like you said, and not well, overthink all the little things. I think it also has to yeah. do, it has to do with the mental positivity that you have. Like a lot of people go, Oh yeah, man, I've got my run going and everything else. Oh, I can't believe I got a rain. Of course there's going to be a rain delay. Now, now my game's going to go to hell and Mm -hmm. they start, you know, uh, Jamie calls them the mumbles. (laughs) I love it. You know, so they go into this mumble and uh, the mumble tank, the mumble tank, that's it. And, um, and that I think is plays a huge part, right? Yeah, because it's very like it is human to, you know, go to the negative side of things very easily. Yeah. I think that's just like the society that we live in right now. It's very easy to like focus and dwell on the negative side of things. But if you're able to be mentally tough, like yeah, you might have those thoughts that go through your head, but if you're able to switch those into positives. Yeah. I mean, then you'll be okay. You know, Gary Player uh, was probably the best guy at that. I mean, you know, m- my wife doesn't like the rah rah, and that guy, Hates it. that guy is rah rah on turbo, and so you know, it's um, it can it can be it can be a little bit to to listen to sometimes, but when you think about it, you know, it's raining outside, and and. Oh, I love the rain. I love playing in the rain. It's, you know, it's this and it's that. And you find all the positives, right? And, and you listen and you go, oh, my God, please be quiet. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just nauseating. And mm-hmm. and then, you know, oh, I love fast greens, you know. And, and it's like every situation he turns into a positive because he knows he just eliminated 90% of the field mm-hmm. by doing that. Yeah. 
So in the event that, oh, we have a two-hour delay, woe is me, what am I going to do? I've never been here before. Well, guarantee you there's a bunch of other guys thinking that way right now. And if you could take that and say, okay, since there's a bunch of other guys thinking that way right now, how am I going to win today? How am I going to, you know, what am I going to need to do to get the edge? Mm -hmm. And then your brain is moving in a different direction. So it's Mm -hmm. the... um, And I think it's also a lot tougher in the game of golf, like an individual sport to turn your your mindset around because it's just you in mm -hmm. your own bubble. Whereas like... For Moo and I, when we played soccer and football, if anything like that happened, you had a, an entire team around you mm-hmm. to like re-motivate the team. Yeah. So it only takes like two or three people to be like, "Hey, let's get our heads yeah. out of our butts and like refocus here and yeah. pull it together." But in an individual sport, yeah. when it's just you, like it, the mental toughness and like mental um, stamina that you need to practice mm. is. Tricky. It is. And, and, and as far as timing, I mean, how many times, Jamie, did you, you know, I remember an event that I was playing where I was struggling. I was five over par, five holes left. And, you know, the cut was going to be even par. And I'm going, well, wait a second. I'd have to birdie all five holes to make the cut. And then I went, well, why the heck not? And then I I turn my bogey train into a birdie train, like on a dime, right? Oh, it's, yeah. But sometimes it's just too- that, that's yeah. That's kind of what I'm. That's kind of what what I'm known for. For some reason, I, I would have I'm getting better, but I would I would play super tight the first six seven holes. We talked about that before, and then the last you know five or six seven holes when you kind of just kind of relax because you say you're a couple over par and. You just like okay, well, you know, there's nothing to lose now. Kind of, kind of attitude, and all of a sudden you start having fun because it doesn't matter. You think you're out of it. You're 34 of the last six, and she, right. you know, that's. I mean, how many times that's happened to me? And it, it is. I, I, a guy told me. I mean, it was. It's this all the time. It doesn't matter what happens to you. It really doesn't. It doesn't matter what it is. It's how you react to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you know, see, sure. it, does, it doesn't matter what happens to you. It's how you react to it. And so, and, and, and you can, you can, and, the, and that's your choice. Well, you, know, if you just simply put it, put, put it that simple. That's your choice. So yeah, if something is. bad happens, you can take that break and derail you, or you can take it and say, okay, you know, spin it around the opposite direction and, and turn it around. Yeah. It's like, and, what you, you know, are you bringing to the table today? Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's, right. it's pretty funny how it it's liberating, isn't it? That's why the, the yeah. last ball. Yeah. The last ball, I figured it out out there. Yeah. That tournament's like. As soon as the last ball is like you, you know, your back's against the wall. It's like this thing's gonna go sailing, and there's nothing that can stop me to to get it to that. Right? Yeah. And and, and, that, and there's ball. a lot of guys that way. Huh? You, you're yeah. thinking, okay, you know, Moo is in there, everything's good, and then all of a sudden the guy hits his last ball, and you go, oh, yeah, damn it. No, that's why it's like you don't know until it's over. Like the guy who won the 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 tournament, yeah, his last ball was four sixty. Wow. Yeah. And it was was crazy. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was, and he wasn't going against a slouch either. Colton Castle was pretty fast too. Like he's up there with Kyle in terms of speed and uh, he just couldn't find the grid. And that, like, I think the pressure got to him. Right. But it was just, uh, you know, that's one of those things. It's like uh, that last ball, like if you put your focus, like you said, put your attitude, it's like, this is the ball that's going to be the one that's going to win it. 
Yeah. You know, and then and you just do it. And um, it's just fun to watch. It's like an also experience to it. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you, yeah. you it's like, here it. comes the last golf ball. It was yeah. cool because the, 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 the yardages in the last, like starting from the top eight and to the finish just were consistently getting longer and longer and longer and longer. And it was like all the guys were just pushing each other mm. to get even further out there and further out there. And then finally it was one at 460, which was the longest of the day. Wow. Yeah. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm pretty sure one group, the average was like 435. And like it was like a yeah. yard difference between three guys. One guy was you know, at 440, mm-hmm. but 436, 437. Mm-hmm. was like that's what competition does yeah, yeah that's they, why we go out there right that's yeah. why we got you got to get out there mm-hmm. yeah so uh that's pretty cool stuff man any any events coming up your way jamie uh well i mean we've kind of i've kind of you've had one last one last a 36 hole it's called Cap championship it's down in florida so i will go down to that and that's that's pretty much Oh, okay. End of the year so, for me. So, yeah, so, so the a couple se- mini tour events I'm going to play, and that's, yeah, that's about it. So the season's basically done for you guys in, in Alabama now for for a competitive uh, season? Uh, yeah, in the PGA section it is. We have we have uh, so basically what, one, one or two events left. So did you officially finish second? No, it was uh, – this is kind of a sore subject. But we had a uh, – we had a little, uh, you know, the PGA changes rules all the time. Oh, you know, uh, they, no. had, they had the Omar, they had the Omar rescue rule where, where, you know, non-members couldn't play or call for the national championship. And, um, and it, it trickled down into our section by assistants that are, um, that are labeled assistants couldn't go for player of the year anymore. And the associate side of things, if they had a certain job title and, I go and sign up, signed up for, it's the biggest tournament of the year. It's double points. I was second in standings going into that tournament, playing good. I sign up day before the event. I'm no longer eligible because of my job title. It didn't fall into the classification that makes me eligible for the event. So I basically missed the biggest tournament of the year. I couldn't play in it. I wasn't eligible then. So, um, that that wasn't, that wasn't, yeah, that wasn't too good of a, oh, that wasn't too good. Uh, but, I, you know, it is the rules, so I just have to deal with it. <laughs> but it's kind of, yeah, it kind of sucks. But, the rules, um, yeah, but, oh, man. Yeah, so, but I still, I can play, you know, I got one more this, this last tournament. I can play good in it. I think I'm, I think I fell to fourth maybe now. So I still, I still have a chance. I can, you know, I'm, obviously the goal is to go win that tournament, and then we'll see what happens. For sure. Let's go, man. Um, Come on. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. um, we're yeah. with you. <laughs> Riley finished yeah. on the top of the points for Canada. Yep. He is the king. He has the red, um, the red, uh, the red plaque on the front of his bike, and it's his, and um, which is really, really cool, man. So he's uh, wow. he, he just came back from Calgary, had his best season ever, and he's uh, he's now uh, rated number four in the country, and uh, so uh, the Nag Four Plate. That's it, national he, something. Yeah. But, but he has a lot of hard work. I know that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, you know, that's a, he, he is he is perfect example of hard work paying off. Because I follow him on Instagram as well as everybody, and mm-hmm. I see man, he that guy, he's he's a beast. Yeah, he is. You know, he's and he's put a lot of hard work in. That's incredible. Y'all tell him congratulations mm-hmm. for me. 
Yeah, they were heading down. Uh, so they just came, they just came back yesterday. Now they they did all their laundry and repacked and everything. then they're leaving this afternoon for Louisville, Kentucky. Can you freaking believe that? It's insane. It's um, my 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 wife is super superwoman. It's unbelievable what she's done. Uh, you know, for for our our family and our kids, she is an absolute rock. She is an angel. So uh, so off she goes. She's um, and and uh, she's bringing down eight of uh, eight bikes for eight different racers that are going down to Louisville from, from the Quebec team, from our state team. And, um, and she's chaperoning down there for everybody. I mean, my goodness, she's uh, an absolute angel. And wow. So they're taking off for that. And, uh, and then we got, I'm heading out to Austin, Texas next week. On the 6th? Yeah, from the 6th to the 13th. I'll, I'll, be, uh, I'll be in Austin and uh, it'll be a little, it'll a little warm down there, but I don't think it's as humid as Alabama. I would say. I've heard it's no, still yeah. humid-ish, but maybe yeah, it's a mix. Of- I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, it's uh, it's just slightly uh, above uh, San Antonio, which is uh, drier weather. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then Moose mm-hmm. Worlds at the end of September in Mesquite. That's it. And uh, and then Moo Moo heads down to the worlds, man. Yeah, it's gonna be That's five so days of hitting balls. It should be interesting how that goes. I'm gonna have to five commit. days. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna have to simulate that here so that I can yeah, get an idea. Of it's it. gonna take you the whole month of September to train for that one, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. So we got a lot going on here, uh, <laughs> Jamie. And uh, yeah, no doubt. By the and then that's where the at the end of October that that's where you, um, you guys are gonna be. We're going to be in Kingston for You're going to be in Kingston. homecoming. We're going back to our university for homecoming. Oh, mm-hmm. so it may, it may just only be me coming down there, Jamie, <laughs> but we're going to, we'll make it down. We'll make it down eventually for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. We've got to get everybody down here. It'd be great. We got the courses back open now. So we have our new greens going. Yeah. Yeah. How, how, um, how are the greens looking? Oh, they look they look good. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's amazing what what has happened in the last seven days. It's incredible, actually. Uh, they're rolling good. We we opened up yesterday to letting the public come out and play, and yeah, I mean it's going good. By October, they'll be great. What um, what are they rolling right now on the stem? We just opened there. I think they they're close to nine, like eight and a half, okay. nine. So it's not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Good surface. Yeah. I mean, because you guys went from bent. To Bermuda. Yep, that's great. Yep. That's so we quite a change. Yeah, big, big, drastic, drastic difference. But they look good, actually. They played pretty good. I've, I went out and played a couple of holes. I haven't played them all yet, but uh, they're softer than we expected. Oh, they're that's really hard when they. Yeah, they're usually hard as a rock, you know, when the first Bermuda grows in. But they're, uh, yeah, they're actually pretty receptive and they're rolling pretty good. You can make a lot of putts out there right now, so. I, can't wait to go play all the holes. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is, all right. Well, good. Well, keep me posted on that. And then uh, as soon as you have uh, a couple of videos to send over, uh, we want we yep. want to we want to keep uh, informing our uh, our, our um, readers, our, our, our listeners. listeners, our listeners, <laughs> our members. You know, all of our subscribers on our YouTube channel. Uh, it'd be great to continue uh, continue wa- seeing you doing your thing, Jamie. I, I, what what you're doing is really awesome, and um, it's it's gonna we're, we're gonna we're gonna do our thing for the game of golf. That's for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, I have a good one 
getting your way this afternoon. I think it's going to do pretty good. All right, what are you going to talk some, about? Some, some little in, insight of a uh, little insight into a little bit into the mental side of it. You know, I get a question all the time. You know, um, from my students too, because I, I don't I, I do play tournaments, but like this time of the year, you know, it's it's like once a month, and in between, I don't play a whole lot. And they say, "How do you just show up to a tournament and you haven't played in a month and a half and just shoot, you know, shoot under par or whatever?" I got to thinking, well, you know, I, I tell them, I, I tell them this wisdom in golf is kind of like a lifestyle. You know, it's not, yeah. it's not really a technique. I mean, it is a technique that you learn, but it's, it's more, it's, it's really how, I mean, it's a, it's literally a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, how, when I hit balls on the range, we talked about it. It's not a whole lot different than this, you know, a, a month meditating in a sense. I mean, you're focusing on yeah. something. We're gazing at the ball. We're not staring at it. Yeah. And, and once you get in this routine, I mean, it just becomes a whole lot easier to play and you can turn it on when you want to, you know, that's the, that's the cool part. It's not, you're not always hunting a swing. You're not trying to find the swing. And yeah, know, that's, I think that's the beauty of it. So I want to kind of talk about that. So. Oh, that's awesome, man. It's, and it's like, same thing. I, I went, uh, I'm just, we're just putting on nine holes that I, I went out and played one morning. I said, okay, man, it's like, I haven't gotten on the golf course in a while, so I might as well film. You know, yeah. and and I went out and shot a nice even par, nine holes, and left a whole bunch on the table. Right, so I think we're posting uh, the, the the second three holes tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, and um, and you know, it's like oh my gosh, I shot even par, and it could have been way lower than that. Um, and I haven't played in like three weeks, mm-hmm. so um. But every shot I hit on the range out of my garage door has a flight plan, an intermediate point, and an absolute focus on how I'm going to deliver my task into that picture. Every single shot. And if you're not organized that way, you're wasting your time. I agree completely. Absolutely. Yeah, and the better you get at that, the better, the more you focus on that, the better you get at those tasks, just the better, you know, lower your scores are going to be. You could take it anywhere. Yeah, take it anywhere. That's true. Well, right on, man. So, um, looking forward to doing this again real soon. When is your next gig, by the way? Uh, September the 9th, so next week. Okay. Yeah, so this this comes up next week, yeah. Right on. Thanks. same place, the Back 40 Beer Company. The Back brewery. 40 Beer Company or, or Brewery, yes. Nice. That is a yeah. very cool place. So they had this, uh, yeah. they, they actually took part of the parking lot and, and laid down some uh, artificial turf. Mm-hmm. And they've got this covered area for the band. And everybody's sitting on the outside balcony looking across, and kids are playing all over the place and mm-hmm. playing football and stuff. And here's Jamie and his, and, and his brother and, and, and his guys. <laughs> You know, it's like playing up a storm, and it's just uh, the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah, it's really cool. Yep. So if you're in Gadsden, Alabama, on September 9th, it starts at, what, 7 o'clock, right, Jamie? Yeah, 7 o'clock. There you go, man. And then so go play golf at Silver Lakes, and then go enjoy Jamie and uh, and some great food there at the Back 40. And Sounds like a great day. That, that is an amazing day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah for, for sure. All right, dude. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and uh, look forward to seeing you soon. Yep. Talk soon. Bye. Bye.
All the best. Happy birthday, Lou. Thanks, Jamie. Have a good day. See you, man. Yeah, thank you. Bye-bye. Cool. It's always it's always a good podcast when we got Jamie on the line. Yeah, he's so wise. Wise, absolutely personifies that. So yeah. we gotta, you know, we gotta convince Edward to come on the on the show because uh, he's a little shy because he's got his uh, his French accent on his English and his uh, Parisian accent. It I feel is like people would find it. Charming. It is so charming. So Edward, if you're listening, come on, man. You mm-hmm. got you gotta finally get onto the podcast here and get get with the program, buddy. Come on. <laughs> Because you got a lot of wisdom to Edward is our longest standing. I mean, Edward right now, uh, I just had a chat with him yesterday. He says, I love teaching so much. Mm-hmm. Everybody that comes, uh, it, they just leave on cloud nine, hit, hitting better golf shots that they ever did, full of benchmarks, and they, they can't wait to attack the golf course and, and enjoy the game. And that's that's what it's all about. That's That's the wisdom in golf experience. So. You have, uh, if you go to wisdomandgolfpremium.com, you can check out all my online programs there. And if you want to get into better shape, and I'm trying to convince Savin Moo to, to, to help me out with the online program. Mm-hmm. And so, because uh, I, Sav, you got so much to offer. It's not even funny, okay? And, um, and there, there you have it. So, uh, and if you want to come and see us uh, at Royal Quebec, well, we have a month left. <laughs> yeah. And we're we're Not trying we're trying to extend that, so we we may have a, a nice announcement for you guys in the very near future. So keep your keep your radars on. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your week, and we'll we'll see you in the next one. All the best. Take care, guys. Bye.